Welcome to the Real Nerds Podcast. I'm James. To my left is Brad. And to my right is um, Laura. I am filling in for my hubby this week. Yeah, Brian's not here. So he's missing. We're out here in nature, sitting on my back porch. It feels like we're it's camping I, while podcasting. Yeah. I know. We got this nice little canopy over us. So yeah, if it started to rain, you'd hear that like that that titter tatter of the rain and the and of the board frying. We got some um, candles going. I kind of feel like I'm on a date. I know. I lit. Oh, yeah, I, re- I lit some candles to make it romantic out what here. What are you guys up to? What are we up to? Nothing. So it sounds very suspicious. Yeah. You know, Laura and I have always been accused of of things, but it's never been true. No. James is your guy on the side. This is a very inside <laughs> joke. Uh, what should we make up for, for Ryan being gone this week? Like, what kind of CD underhanded thing should we attribute to him being gone? Well, you know, I uh, last time it was drugs and alcohol. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. It, <laughs> She'd know. Yeah, it's still drugs and alcohol, um, but it's actually just that he's gone Partying missing. Hard. He just didn't show up. Yeah. Um, I don't know where hard. he is. I think he might be dead. Um, wow. We could theoretically go looking for him. But that would be um, But I work. already sold his comic book collection, so mm. we probably yeah. Well, probably, probably like should hold off on the search party. <laughs> well, he killed himself a couple when he found days. out she sold his collection. What was really bad about selling the comic book collection was that her their little like apartment complex they had like a garage sale this week, so she just put them all in the gra- in the garage and opened the door and said free. Um, so I think he made like twenty bucks. Like there was one nice guy who was like, no, "This is a ripoff." Took a whole you know, box. That seems like a reasonable so, amount for. Yeah, you know, it's just you know, comics. His, like who's gonna read that? What shit? twenty years of collection? Twenty bucks? Yeah, you yeah. Know? That stuff is twenty years old. Like it's not up to date at all. Animated, no, you know, you know, it's all one twenty two and one twenty three, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the stuff on the walls I just gave out for free. I didn't no. charge well, some of it. She just burned. Yeah. She installed wow. the fireplace that so is, she could burn it. That is tough. That is hardcore. Yeah. So hopefully he comes back. But he'd probably be pissed if he didn't, or if he did. Uh, anyway, if you've never listened to the Real Nerds podcast before, basically what we do is we go see a movie every week and we review it. That'll be the very last thing that we do. Um, first, we're going to talk about uh, what kind of letters and stuff we've gotten in, you know, like old-fashioned D letters. What movie is at the end of the episode? Oh, oh, we went and saw World War Z. That's right. Yeah, World War Z. Thought about going to see... Monsters University, yeah. because theoretically that was the one I think Brad and I were the most excited about. But we were like, dude, it. We have to find out whether or not World War Z actually yeah, works. Yeah, I think as a the movie. fans are more curious about. Yeah, whether that's or not the they one. See World War Z. Everybody knows Monsters. The Pixar, Pixar yeah. movies probably going to be good. Yeah, exactly. But but World War Z is one of those where people are going to listen in and be like, I wonder if that is actually good. All of our I listeners. I heard bad things about it. I also heard good things. What yeah. do I do? Yeah, I listen to these guys, and sometimes I agree with them. I wonder if I'll agree with them this time. That's how they talk. Yeah, that's what I imagine some of the fans sound like. <laughs> so listen in at the end of the show. That's when we'll talk about the movie. Um, we will do a little bit of spoilers in there. Um, first, though, we're going to talk about uh, the new the the letters and stuff that we've gotten in in the mail. Then we'll talk about uh, what we've been watching this week. Or for me, I I was gone last week, so it's been like two weeks. So you'd think it was a lot of stuff, but it's not. Since Ryan's not here, can we just change up the format and get all the little oh yeah the bullshit out of the, the way? way? Yeah, absolutely. I mean. There's no way we're ever gonna ever gonna please Ryan with how yeah. we do the show. So let's just you know, you're right. Let it all hang out. Let's just totally change it up and what? destroy it. And okay, so yeah, the make very him angry when he <laughs> listens to it. Uh, very the first thing then would have to be uh, last weekend's box office. This is the box office stats. Yeah, let's get that um, out of the way. Yeah, absolutely. Man I, of Steel I number that's... one. Moving on. Dodoy. I mean, come on. What else could it be? Like. Uh, Fast and the Furious probably could have, you know, done another week at number one, maybe. Uh, no, it actually, Fast and the Furious, interestingly enough, dropped below Now You See Me. 
So now you see me in third, oh. and this is the end. Came in second, which I'm actually kind of surprised by that. I, um, I mean, it only did twenty million, but still, uh, to come in second. Yeah. But the number one movie, how much did that make? It made 116 <laughs> million dollars Jesus. in one week. In one week, which, which isn't a record. No, but it's still pretty good for a, you know, a lagging, a lingering franchise that is oh, yeah. hobbling along. Yeah, yeah, and something that a lot of people don't really believe in. Yeah, um, I was wondering about that because it seemed that the last couple movies were not a big deal. Yeah, and this one, well, definitely Superman sort of Returns. Was. Like people were excited for, and then they saw it, and they were like, "Oh yeah, it's just a movie." Um, but it seems like I, I haven't gotten a chance to see it, unfortunately, yeah. but, uh, which really sucks. I yeah. was out of town. It's going to hinder some of our discussions later. <laughs> it is. God damn, you're is. a dick. I know. I'm the worst. I don't even know why I'm on this show. It's really, it's really the worst thing ever. Uh, anyway, that's box office. Let's move on to DVD and Blu-ray releases. DVD releases and Blu-rays. I was looking at the list today. There's like only one thing I care about coming in, out next week, and, and it's in it's Inspector Lewis. Uh, it's it's yeah, masterpiece in fact, mystery. Inspector copies. Lewis season six. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no offense to that, but incredible, incredible Burt Wonderstone. Oh yeah, my that's first right. favorite movie of the year. Yeah, man, that is really good. I'm excited to tell my folks to see that movie. Is that a weird thing? No. It's a you know it's a really funny movie that is only PG-13, and so More they can watch it. Be able to enjoy it yeah exactly um there's also a blu-ray release of the of of help by the beatles coming out this week which is is actually kind of interesting if you've never seen help uh, you should check it out um the call which i feel like only just got released in theaters yeah right yeah like that was maybe a month month ago ago, yeah yeah Uh, i feel like i want to watch that one because we we make every time we walk by the poster we made fun of it (laughs) yeah i was and usually that's a good time yeah um, there's also steelbook editions of well, there's a bunch of steelbook editions, but uh, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz and Serenity. I'll get steelbook editions this week. I pre-ordered my Serenity steelbook like two months ago. Is that gross? You know what? Uh, they're actually at Best Buy right now. Are they really? I held one yesterday. What? <laughs> yeah. So oh. that's you a little... both always like pre-order stuff that like no one else wants. So <laughs> I don't know why you bother pre-ordering no. it. If I were gonna pre-order stuff no one else wants, it's the steelbook edition of The Chronicles of Riddick. That's something no one else wants. I didn't. I didn't order that. They have a steelbook version of of just the first Hulk, just Hulk. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, oh probably man. the only way you'll be able to find it now. Oh. Uh, but they do have like Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, which are things I own on HD DVD that I'm kind of toying with getting a Blu-ray version of because you never know. Oh yeah, absolutely. no, that yeah, technology's you... coming back. I think. think so. <laughs> yeah, it's right coming around. I knew it. I knew it was going to be sometime. It's like '70s fashion yeah. HD DVD. It just it circles always back comes around. Back. It's you can be... always you can always sell it to a hipster. Yeah, I was going to say it's the hipster format. Yeah, of a high definition. Yeah, bell like, bottoms and that like extra drive that you put into your HD DVD before you guys were enjoying Blu-ray. What's yeah, up? even though they came out at the same time. You're gonna buy them and like mount them on your wall like hipster kids do with records. Yeah, frame them. The Mummy has actually a pretty cool-looking case. Yeah. Um, the art for that is really good. Um, but Van Helsing's is not. Uh, that I think surprises that's, me. I think that's it. Um, there's, there's a Paul's one. Yeah, uh, the, Paul has one. But I just mean there's... Uh, oh, Scarface. Um, the second season of Todd and the Book of Pure Evil yeah. comes out this week, which I've never watched the first season, but I guess I should. Is uh, Jason um, Mewes still in that? Yeah. Well, I, I can see him in the background with, like... It looks... He's got, like something hanging over his shoulder like a dead animal or something i could zoom in on the picture but that would ruin it i'll probably check it out on netflix before i actually yeah. commit to buying it oh absolutely absolutely uh, but that looks like pretty much everything from this week Not did, a we, lot. did we think box the office mojo 
Oh, uh, the fartest? Yeah, the fartest. Finally. Yeah. Um, and it looks like a... Hmm. Anyway. Yeah, that's pretty Brian much everything. Brian new stand-up, the fartest. Uh, so, yeah. Did we thank Box Office Mojo? We didn't. Thank you to Box Office Mojo for all of your... The stats that um, we in the last category. Yeah, your stats from the thing. And, and then uh, Digital Bits for DVD and Blu-ray releases. Even if your Steelbook dates are a little bit wrong, <laughs> um, still, you should go to Digital Bits and then click on their thing, and it'll send you to Amazon. And if you buy stuff from Amazon like that, you will support the Digital Bits and not the Real Arts Podcast. Uh, anyway, those are that's two segments down. You know what segment we forgot? No, we didn't forget it. You, you in in your haste, you wanted to skip it, and we th- this that's the thing that'll make Ryan the most angry that we we skipped over mail. Not mail. Um, oh. What sounds so great in our with our our show? Like what? Oh, it's oh. a great listening device, James. Well, actually, a lot of these people are 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 not listening to the Real Nerds podcast as well as they could because they're listening on their crappy little Apple earbuds or that big obnoxious just, studio headphones. Oh yeah, fuck those things, man. They don't sound good at all. You know what sounds good? <laughs> Tweaked audio earbuds. If you go to tweakedaudio.com and you order yourself some really nice tweaked audio earbuds, some of them have wood on them, you know, so you can really look cool. Organic wood, earphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wood always makes things cool. Uh, or you get the parkour James ones. James likes a little wood in his ears. Whoa. <laughs> not just his ears, Brad, let's That's be honest. Yeah, anus. That's not true. Oh, my God. <laughs> now my mom can't listen to this episode. <laughs> she listens every week and then just turns it off about 10 minutes and I'm like, oh, not again. Yeah, they were doing our jobs. One of these days. Anyway, uh, th- you can get the parkour ones with the fly cables that don't tangle as much. They're awesome. And if you put in real nerds in the promo code at your checkout, that's R-E-E-L-N-E-R-D-S. Yep, I spelled it right. Uh, you will get th- one-third off of your total order, and they will do the math for you. You don't have to tell them how much they should take off. They'll just do it. God, the future's great. I know. Seriously? Who needs calculators when Tweaked Audio will do all your math for you? Totally. Seriously. It's great. Now mail. Okay, let's do mail. Fan mail! I don't have the mail pulled up. Do you? Uh, do we have mail? Because I, I have some phone call information. It's kind of <laughs> weird. A little story. Okay, what happened? Okay, so um, all the calls get filtered through my phone. Like, it rings, but I don't answer it because the voicemail will pick up and answer for you, and you can leave your message for us on the show. So it started ringing, but no one left a message. And then it notified me that I had missed a text. I didn't know our voicemail could accept text messages. Our voicemail can accept text messages? Yes. So I love that. Now you have two options on... Uh, <laughs> you can now text as us. As if email was too difficult, you <laughs> can just text this to your phone. Unannounced upgrade to the show. We will now <laughs> accept text messages as comments. That's right. Same number. Yeah. Two different options. Uh, are, anyway. they, are they anonymous or do you get the caller ID? Uh, I get if I have their number, uh, it, it'll show up. But like, if it's in a number I don't have saved, it'll just show the number. Oh, gotcha. So um, this number was from area code Washington D.C., and the text message was "Hey, sweetie," <laughs> which was bizarre. Um, and then it occurred to me that we don't, we don't know anybody who lives out there, do we? We do. Oh, I have a friend named Russell <laughs> who lives in D.C., and I'm no detective. But um, the fact that a text message contained the message, hey, sweetie, and then a phone call maybe 10, 20 minutes after that indicates possibly uh, someone trying to follow up on an encounter. 
uh, of the romantic variety. And I think that maybe, Russell, are you handing out our phone number to give girls the brush off? Because... That would be pretty funny. That is... I want to know if he, if, if when he hands it out, he ty- he writes it out as uh, 720 6 <laughs> Like, if he leaves it that way. Because if that works for him, if he can go into a bar and hand a, yeah, I was hand say, a pretty like, lady a phone number and say, like, oh, yeah, my phone number is 7206nerds5. Call it anytime. At that point, you might as well say, hey, you want to throw this away for me? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, um, maybe that's why phone people number. don't call us very much. As With the nerds. word nerd, yeah. or just or just by wow. chance, like You're the spirits of yeah. fate decided that your phone number needed to spell out nerd in the middle of it. Like that's pretty bad too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I use I use the real nerds email and then go to stores and stuff, and they ask me for my email because I always feel not. I do. <laughs> that's why we get so much junk mail. Yeah, I feel like sometimes I feel awkward because I don't want to give them my email because I don't want junk mail, but <laughs> I I feel rude <laughs> at turning it down, so I just so give them the real nerds email. So you send wow. it to our show? I do. Please, ladies and gentlemen, do not do that. <laughs> Actually, can yeah. Remember back in the day when we would like beg I would beg people like, "Please just forward me your spam. That's all I want. I want to read what kind of garbage like, you know, um because you know Coupons now you now you know the sales of Victoria's Secret and like Ulta and you know the, these things yeah, are important any, for real nerds. Anytime that I need to save money on, if you go to victoriasecret.com and you put in R E E L N E R D S into the promo code, nothing happens. Nope, nothing happens nope. at all. But maybe someday. Probably not. Um, we also there is actually a tweet that we got uh, that's oh, also yeah. from Bailey. Um, to she tweeted us last year, last week about her weird dreams with with uh, zombies and Ryan. Yeah, Ryan Ryan's like her boss, so he she's dreaming about her boss getting eaten by zombies, right? I guess so. We covered this last week, though. No, I know, I but I wasn't here. Um, she also because Ryan went on Twitter and said that he was rewatching Hansel and Gretel 3D, uh, and she was she said this episode be better be of epic proportions. Well, it's not. <laughs> because I don't think that Brad, not, Brad or I have rewatched Hansel and Gretel this week, and Ryan's not here. I've never seen it. Oh, that's right. You never yeah. saw it. Well, so, once I rewatch it, epic. I will lend it to you, and Great. then we can all talk about Hansel I and Gretel. I watched it for the first time. Oh, oh did you? Yeah. Talk about it. Oh! Because when well, he wait. was rewatching it, I was in the same room watching oh. it for the well, first the, time. Save it for what we've been watching, then. Yeah, let's just jump into what we've been watching. Sounds good. There's okay. no other mail, right? Yeah, I don't think so. Even if there is, fuck it. Mail done. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. So what have we been watching? I actually have stuff this week. This is cool. Tell yeah. us about it. Um, so I watched Hansel and Gretel for the first time. No way. And I thought it was awesome. Cool. Oh, good. And super entertaining. Like, if you pay attention to the fact that they, they have, like, automatic weapons and shit, yeah. like, it kind of ruins it. But if you just accept it as being fun and silly, it's awesome. Well, and the movie kind of knows that. Like, it... it Oh yeah, it totally it is goes aware. straight towards that, and is like, oh no, no, you have to accept the fact that like they've got weird weapons and you stuff just like roll that. with it. And then there's two yeah. people of this like, you know, I'm assuming somewhere in Europe they have American accents out of yeah. everybody. Well, they feel like they walked out of a different universe. You yeah, know? like they yeah. feel like they, you know, walked out of a badass movie and into like some B level horror movie. Um, so yeah, it just sort of works for some reason. I dug it. I thoroughly Good. enjoyed it. Um, and I also watched, I was just dicking around on Netflix cause Ryan's out of town and so I get bored. Um, and I have a TV to myself, which I never, I do. <laughs> um, I watched Lars and the real girl. Oh uh, dude. Ryan Gosling. He is fabulous in it. Like he's not, 
usually he plays like this you know suave like real sexy guy he's the opposite like he plays this really almost pathologically nervous and lonesome guy and he buys a real doll which like you know a love doll if you want to look it up on the internet and the the fascinating thing was they so they he orders this real doll and like and telling everyone this is my girlfriend and she has a whole backstory um and so his family is worried and they take him to the shrink and the shrink says clearly he's working through something so just go with it and the entire town goes with it yeah like this she her name is bianca and she has a job and she volunteers at the hospital <laughs> and she goes to parties and like it's uh, it was it was absolutely great and Ryan Gosling's performance was fabulous. Yeah. It was a really 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 good movie. That movie's kind of a gem. Yeah. I and it's one that I I don't know, I kind of wanted to see it and then I just came across it one day and I had I like I think when it came out I didn't even think twice about it and I was like, "Oh, okay. You right. know, I got an hour to kill." I don't even remember how they sold that movie. Like, I feel like it was one of those where I would see the trailers and be like, that oh, doesn't seem like much. And then exactly. It, it became like this sleeper hit where I had I had friends and, and, and people like that who were saying like, oh, yeah, you got to you gotta see that movie. Yeah, I don't think they really did it justice in their advertising. Yeah. Um, and the last thing I watched was American Psycho because oh. I've never seen it before. Oh, wow. What? I know. I've never seen it. Okay. And? Um, yep, uh-huh, yeah, that is the correct response to American Psycho. Hang on, w- what did you expect it to be like at first? You know, I had I had no idea. I know that it was one of Ryan's friends, Brandon, it's like his favorite movie, but like I, under, like seeing the character of, um, that Christian Bale plays, I get it, knowing Brandon, <laughs> you know, really, sorry, Brandon, a little shallow and egotistical. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was a little harsh. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> it's the internet. Nobody's listening. He is studying in college to find out how to create the perfect human being. He is. <laughs> His no. words. His words. Yeah. 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 But I don't, like, I guess at the end, I thought I had a really good story going, and at the end of it, I was like, wait, I don't I don't get it. It was way, what you were doing before was way cooler. And Yeah. And, and I, too, I think it didn't really... I have a hard time sitting down and watching movies if I'm not super engaged and it didn't really engage me that much. I think I might've missed part of it cause I was kind of bopping around like doing laundry and Oh yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah it's a, it it's a right. movie that like is engrossing in how kind of disturbed you are by things as they happen. Um, so I, yeah. I think it is one where you have to really be watching and paying attention and exist in the world that it's giving you. Otherwise you, you might just sort of skim off the top. And uh, and not really get involved, and that's not. I don't love that movie. I really don't. Um, I think it's interesting more than anything else. Y- yeah, yeah I like the satire. premise of it more than the actual movie itself. The premise of it being like a satire of eighties yuppie culture. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I appreciated that, but like because it's not really a slasher movie. As no, the no. Original uh, trailer made it out to be right. I, th- I think I've never seen American Psycho two, but I'm pretty sure that it is. I think American Psycho 2 is more of a... Slasher movie. Yeah. Um, with Mia Kunis mm. as the slasher, which is weird. Um, yeah, it's it's a movie that when I was finished watching it, I remember feeling gross. Like, oh, I probably shouldn't have watched that. And I watched it way, like, way back in high school. Um, I don't... It's not a thing that I love. It's just a thing that I am interested in, you know? And yeah, yeah, that ending that ending kind of feels like a cop out. I agree. Well, and I think too, I'm 
I've been watching slasher movies and horror movies since I was like way too little to be watching them. <laughs> yeah. And so it, it, nothing shocks me. Like it takes a lot to shock me. Right. And so if that's like, I didn't get engaged. I was like, yeah, I've seen chicks get hacked up before. Like it's not, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you have to give me more than that to catch my attention. I don't think it's as much about the people getting hacked up as it is Christian Bale's performance. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was the, the good part about it. But a lot just like, I don't know. It just wasn't enough to. Yeah. It was, I don't know. It was, a, it was fun. I think. Yeah. When I caught between loads of laundry and running around the house, but. Right. I think that's one of those weird movies that like you can't ever tell somebody whether or not they're going to like it. You yeah. know, like some people love that movie and the, they aren't right and they aren't wrong. Like it's, it's a little bit different for everybody. Cause um, I thought I figured because I like psychological horror movies that I would really dig it and I didn't and I was surprised by it, but yeah. Meh. I hear you. What else did you watch? Um, I think that's it for movies. I started watching an awful new reality television oh, show. Oh, tell me. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Um, Bridezilla's Marriage Boot Camp. Oh, oh my God. I saw the commercials for that. That looks horrible. Yeah, it's like, it's one of those because awesome like bottom feeder reality shows that I love so much. The thing <laughs> I love about the premise is if you are a husband and your wife, your fiance is featured on Bridezilla's and you don't expect that at some point your marriage is going to fall apart, you are in complete denial. Exactly. Like um, I don't. It's it's not a surprise that this woman who was a bitch before she got married is still a bitch. Right. Like, exactly. I don't. Yeah. There's it nothing almost, about it that's surprising. But it's it's almost just like a Bridezilla's follow up. You know, like when Maury goes back and finds out. Yeah. Well, uh, and two, it's like went. it's like those awesome therapy shows where like every test that they do is ridiculous and like. Like, like the one of them, they had like the one of the partners had to lay in a coffin, and then like what? the other partner had to like I don't know. Like yeah, what, it just like what just to pretend that the other person's dead, and then yeah, like, like work through the emotions. Like how do you, that they really how care. do you know what your life would be like without your spouse? Like just stuff like that. Like, like one of them was they had to they had like set up like a like a firing line of like a paintball gun, which I thought was stupid. I was like, it's a fucking paintball gun. It doesn't it doesn't hurt that bad. And, like, you had to choose if you are going to shoot that person or not. And they had to, like, beg for their wife. Like, it just, and it's so melodramatic. And, oh, God, I love it. Oh, I wow. love it so much. Do you feel like they are actually working anybody through problems? Like, is there? No. Oh, okay. No. I, th- yeah. I think they're almost like they're pushing the couples that are just, like, you know, you're both assholes. It's not going to work. They're, yeah. like, pushing closer to the edge because it's more entertaining that way. Right. I don't know. I I am thoroughly entertained by it. That sounds great. You should you should watch it. I yeah. Uh, it, it will make you feel a little dirty for watching it because that's you, okay. I I love feeling dirty. You. <laughs> I mean, you know how back in college, you and I used to watch lots and lots of I Love New York and yes. Flavor Flav of Love Flavor and Flav. all of that awful awful garbage. Tough love. Um, Who are you? Peter? Oh, tough, loves lo- tough love. Oh, tough love. T- that coming was back awful in show. August. It is not. They're it making is. more tough love. And this one's co-ed. I'm really excited. Oh my god, that's a horrible idea. No, oh that's man, awesome idea. Why, why? I I don't even believe the VH1 is still a channel. No, I it's w- not. No, no. They I had mean, a like, they had a whole bit today. I was watching on like the VH1 news, I guess, where they were talking about Kim Kardashian's baby for like a good twenty minutes. Kim Kardashian had a baby. Yeah, she named it Northwest. <laughs> what the fuck? Like North by Northwest? Uh, wh- why? I guess that's that's version 2.0 of Kim Kardashian's <laughs> baby. It's going to be North by Northwest. That kid's going to get no end of hell when he goes to school. 
I mean, it won't matter because he'll be probably like pretty dumb and playing lots yeah. of sports. But still, he's always going to get picked on. Yep. So that's what I was watching. What's your name? North. I'm North. Northwest. They yeah. made a movie called North. Yeah. Starring Elijah Wood. Yeah. It's too bad, you know, he, he's named a direction when his the direction his life is going to go is into the toilet. Every time that kid's in class or, you know, has to go to court where someone has to call their name, like, oh. Yeah. Or that Kardashian fuck. Yeah. <laughs> if I were in class Both with that kid. Both your parents are douchey. Every time that he gets his name called out, I would just be like, fuck your mom. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then and they'd all have probably seen the sex tape of their mom. Yeah, so. <laughs> oh, that's true. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, that's so gross. Uh, people who have sex tapes shouldn't have killed kids. Like, you're just torturing that oh, kid. One, anyway. of the, one of the teen moms came out on a sex tape. That's, a, that's an aside. Oh, no. She said it was an accident, but she hired James Dean to do it. She also got new boobs. Yeah, oh, she did get for new the boobs. sex tape? Like, she was getting ready? No, to get for her next one, I guess. Oh, okay. Oh, good. Well, at least anyway, the sequel will be better. Remember when VH1 played music videos? <laughs> no. They do. They still do from like like 4.30 to 7 in Oh, the do morning. they still do that? When I was growing up, it was all I Love the 80s, which was great. Oh, man. I learned yeah. so much from those shows. Uh, I mean, not behind, useful shit. Behind the Music. Remember that? Yeah. I I, oh, yeah. Actually, I like discovered like a lot of my favorite bands watching Behind the Music when I was growing up. I turned a lot of episodes of that off. Because they were all of like, hey, behind the music, Lil Wayne. And I was like, no, nah, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, towards the end, they started doing like little half hour episodes. But the so early days. They ran out of did. artists that were with real careers. Yeah. Or like rappers where the story was the same every time. Where it was like, oh, well, he grew up and it was a tough neighborhood. But his mom believed in him. Well, the, <sighs> like the behind the music of Kiss is what inspired me to go buy my, go buy my first Kiss CD. And I've been oh, a yeah. fan ever since. So. Yeah. See, television. Changing lives in very subtle and meaningless ways cool that choppers on the on the podcast yeah. you can you hear that on the show the benefits of recording outside guys yeah yeah it's nice out here I like can, it. You, can you hear the pond going in the background nope just a trickle of water but just imagine what i could put a sound effect in i guess it's nice. yeah. sound water yeah yeah that sound nice james what'd you watch this week uh well i've been gone for two weeks so you would think i'd watched a lot of stuff but i was sort of on vacation so i spent a lot of time in the mountains staring at vistas uh, so I haven't seen a whole lot. Still watching lots of Dick Van Dyke. Good. Still good. 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 Um, the uh, I rewatched Big Fish last night. Uh-huh. Still fantastic. If you've never seen Big Fish, seriously, what are you doing? I think I need to rewatch it because I remember seeing with you in college. And I don't think I like had the experience that you did. Uh, well, here's the thing. You, I don't want to be sexist about it, but you also kind of need to be a guy and have a father. <laughs> Um, Men don't have emotions. I don't understand why that matters. No, they well, no, they do. They just they're they're, they're they they do enough that by the every time I watch that movie, by the end of the movie, I'm crying, and this was no different. Um, oh, man, that movie is just real good. I have to watch. We have it all. It's have to it's, watch it again. it's the second best Tim Burton movie, straight up, after Ed Wood. <laughs> don't look at me that way. Uh, I also rewatched Jack Reacher. Which I think I liked more the second time. The, the that opening sequence. You remember Brad? The opening. Wait, did you see it? I did not see it. You didn't see it. Yeah, well, I didn't see it the opening sequence of that movie is kind of disturbing, but not as much the second time. You guys um, were telling me about how there's like no dialogue for a good twenty minutes. Uh, yeah. Make Tom Cruise look it, taller. I think it feels like twenty minutes, but when I rewatch it, it's more like ten. Um, and it came out not too long after Sandy Hook happened last week, last year. Last and week. Last week, yeah, no, it's been a very, very long week. Um, 
and so it was it was a little bit raw sort of what's happening at the beginning of that movie but I think with a little bit of distance it's not quite as bad um, still really well done though and I really like that movie um, got a cool car chase in it uh, and then the the one thing that I actually like watched watched this week uh, was a movie called Inside Jaws um, if avid listeners of the show will remember me talking about a, a documentary or a filmumentary they call it uh, called Raiding the Lost Ark um, which is from this company that as far as I know they coined the term filmumentary um, I, they're the only ones I've ever seen do it but basically they take a movie and they play the movie and then un, in the background they'll, they'll they, they go and find any audio about that movie that they can and, and cut the audio in almost like a commentary they'll go and get the deleted scenes and cut them in around the time that the movie that that part is t- happening in the movie so the movie gets longer than it actually is um as as people are talking in the background as audio is going on they'll show you like pictures of the things they're talking about or sketches and art and that kind of stuff and it's really cool especially for these Steven Spielberg movies where there's not really a good commentary track on the movie and people have been talking about the movies for so long and there's so much content out there that it would be hard to find it all Um, interviews with you know casting directors and stuff like that like they really find some deep hidden stuff and cut it all into these documentaries so that it feels uh, definitive. You know, you watch this documentary about the making of that movie and you feel like everything that has possibly been said about that movie um, from the people who were involved in making it and every story that they have is in that filmumentary. Uh, and it's really cool. And it's such an easy watch because the movie's going at the same time. You know, it's kind of like a commentary where you are being entertained while learning about that movie. Um, I want to see, like, I want to see this for every movie that I love. Um, if only because it's a really easy way to become more of a historian about about the movies that I like, you know. Um, did you have you you didn't watch it? You, have you seen either of those? I've never even heard. Yeah. Uh, well, you've heard about Raiding the Lost Ark because I've talked about it on the show. Yeah. But you should totally check out Inside Jaws. Um, there, it's really cool. It's and it's something you could like turn on in the background, like a movie commentary, and not necessarily always pay attention to. And it's it's still re- really entertaining. Um, so check that out. And it, the whole thing is online. If you go to Vimeo and you just type in Inside Jaws, the entire thing is for free online. Wow. Um, yeah, exactly. So go check it out. Brad, what did you see? Uh, well, I since uh, I saw Man of Steel last week, I decided to go back and uh, rewatch. The uh, Donner slash Lester Superman movies, yeah. Superman one and two, uh, but because you haven't watched them, the things that I want to cover, I can't talk about without spoiling <sighs> the movie for you. So, well, you mean since I haven't seen Man of Steel? Yeah, yeah. there's gonna some p- comparisons I want to make, but they're gonna spoil some key plot points for Damn you. Um, but I will say that you know people really revere those two films yeah. as being like quintessential comic book movies, and they are. They're you know, but they're a product of their time. Oh yeah. Um, and there's things like you know, like w- all the nitpicking I've been reading about Man of Steel, uh, like plot holes and stuff, uh, are n- not that much different from the fact that Superman, in the Donner Superman, he will jump out a window and just change costume with a yeah. fade effect. Yeah. Um, you know, I can I, I kind of go with the fact that maybe he's so fast you don't see him change. Right. Uh, clothes, but again, like, where did he leave the suit he was wearing? Um, and just like special effects wise, there it's dated. Oh yeah. Um, I don't think any thing about those movies hands stands up as well as the score. Like that score is still that. I, I was trying. I was thinking about going back and listening, oh, like, watching the movie without the, like 
the sound to mm-hmm. see if it has the same impact. I, I bet think it, it would. I think that score propels that movie to another level. And, and I think who wrote I think the score? What's up? John Which Williams. John Williams. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's one of those that now, because it is so iconic and one of his best well-known scores, yeah. um, I mean, behind your Raiders and your Star Wars, obviously, um, that it's one of those that I think when you go back, it has this touch of nostalgia that gives it even more of an oomph than it did when you first saw that movie. Um, and uh, I also watched the special features for the movie, mm-hmm. all the making of stuff that they had on it. And speaking of the scores, like John Williams was talking about, I don't know if it was John Williams or uh, some other people involved with the production, but they were talking about how if you listen to the theme, it sounds like the theme is saying the word Superman. And so I started to apply that to all of John Williams' themes. Uh, like, do they sound like <laughs> the title of the movie? So it's like, <laughs> Jaws, 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 Jaws. Or, um, let's... Star Wars. Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. Now, but now you're just singing the song with the words. You can do that words. with like any words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of depends Nightmare on before Christmas. Nightmare before Christmas. Because I was doing Indiana Jones, and then I realized that when he made Indiana Jones score, it was called Raiders of the Lost Ark. Right. So it, Raiders of the Lost Ark worked better than... Yeah. Um, what else? Like Jurassic Park works. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. It's a stupid thing. Sorry, Why guys, do you even talk? I'm Shut sorry. up. I got nothing to say. You boned me with not seeing Man of Steel. So I I'm sorry. I, I wish it's been really weird. I guess like, I could talk to you about Downtown Abbey. When I <laughs> hold on a second, you weren't here last week. Um, when I was out of town and I was like checking my phone and seeing like you know little bits of news and stuff about people talking about Man of Steel, it was really weird to know that the internet was talking about a movie and I hadn't seen the movie. Mm-hmm. Like that's a, for two years we've been doing this and I am not used to that at all. Not used to being behind the curve. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm I'm not comfortable being, especially this far behind the curve. Um, so yeah, you watched Downton Abbey. I did. I'm so excited. And you haven't listened to the episode either. Where no, because it was. Um, I, I don't want I don't want your guys' review of Man of Steel to color my um, opinion of Man of Steel. So where you see it, yeah. But uh, what I said on the show was that Downton Abbey is as though people who love the movie Gosford, Gosford Park and wished it become like there was a TV series of it. Yeah. Is what that show is. Oh yeah, straight it's, up. It's not terrible. It's a well-made, you know, well-written show. But I'm not entirely invested in it yet. Right. Yeah. Um, it uh, got interesting when there was a murder in the second es- episode. Uh huh. Um, How far in are you? I think I'm in episode five. Okay. The uh, the one girl and her cousin have started making out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was yeah. half Scandalous. working on something, so I wasn't really. That sounds like a part you need to be invested in. I know. I think I think especially figure out what led up to that because I was kind (laughs) of half working. Yeah. All of a sudden, like, oh, they finally got it on. Okay. Yeah. Why? Why? (laughs) I think um, where the attractions suddenly come from. (laughs) I think especially for that first season, a lot of what what's interesting and and got me invested in that show was sort of the history aspect of it. Um, the way that they'll talk about the way that the estate works, the way that little bits of history will work itself in the whole thing at the be- in the first episode about the Titanic and sort mm. of the way they approach talking about the Titanic and how they react to it and all that stuff, um, and how uh, how different characters react to things like that. You know, Mary being a complete cold hard bitch at the beginning of that show and softening throughout it, I think, is what 
what I get invested in. But it is, it is also totally a melodrama, and if you aren't invested in a little bit of romance, you're not going to stick around with that show. Um, yeah. And there's things like trying to figure out, like, why what's his name's daughter not having not being like heir to their fortune complicates things like i'm still trying to work out because they had like what two cousins or two sons that died on the titanic yeah yeah so the actual heirs but they're the male heirs um and they so so whoever the male heirs are the only ones who can take over the estate and the dude who's running her dad is running the estate. He doesn't have any money. His wife had money, and when he got married, they uh, they bundled all of the money into the estate and not into their family. So whoever gets the castle gets the money. So what it means is, unless First you get their the castle, daughter, unless their daughter, the money, <laughs> then you get the abbey. I don't know. <laughs> uh, unless their daughter marries the guy who's the heir, she will get nothing. So that's the problem. See. Mm-hmm. So the, the family doesn't have any money. The estate has money. And the estate goes to the air. Complicated. I think it's interesting. It isn't. I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep with it. Yeah. I'm just not totally like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. This is Breaking Bad level for me. No, 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 no. It, and it, it's, no, no. It's not even close to that. It's, it's that, like, there's something about that melodrama that it just sticks in people, and they, they, they get hooked on it. And, and I'm one of those people. Sounds like, fascinating. I, I thought the, the storyline with the story. girl who wants to be a secretary... And she's hiding oh. her typewriter was cute. Yes. No, exactly. Um, Stuff like that. The whole Anna and then the guy with the bum leg. Oh, Mr. Bates. Yeah, Mr. Bates. <laughs> He's cool. No, exactly. It's oh, that and kind then of stuff where like you just you get so invested in this Car- cheesy romance. Also, Carson has like the best voice. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Carson is yeah. fantastic, and the best backstory of him being a like, like a, cl- a clown. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he used to be a sideshow actor. Yeah. yeah, and then he's so embarrassed he's, by yeah, it. Embarrassed by like it. he's so embarrassed he's going to quit his job yes. rather than anyone find out. Oh man, what a great weird show. times back then. Great yeah, times. exactly. Yeah, I uh, Thomas is an interesting one too, because they're Thomas? playing. Thomas is the the footman who is very clearly gay. Oh um, yeah, he's a dick. yeah, and really evil. Yeah, and they're playing on like a they're using a stereotype that in like the mid 1900s or before that was very cliche like making a making a gay character be twisted and evil um or or i should say making a character that's twisted and evil be effeminate um they're playing on a a a very cliched stereotype sort of but it's one that we don't see anymore and so it's kind of interesting so you both you both feel sorry for him because you kind of know why he is that way and sort of why he approaches the world the way he does because he's so bitter um, but at the same time, you hate him because he's a dick. Yeah, he's just a total d bag. Um, but yeah, and acting cool. straight just to woo that one girl to get to annoy yeah. the shit out of that one guy who's so nervous. Yeah. Awkward. Oh man. Yeah. What a great show. That's Sounds all I watched. Like it. Yeah. Yeah. Laura's fascinated. <laughs> I want to I go back to my room and watch sappy romance. Isn't it just? It, I guess it would be like you know. Why am I I've like you guys? You the other like. Crying left over and right down and Abby, and you're the dudes here. <laughs> Shut I was up. gonna say, is there a way we could twist into being like the early 1900s, you know, housewives, real housewives, <laughs> the real of housewives of the 1900s? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be good. Yeah, Laura, um, it Laura needs would watch to be that show. Trashy and really catty, 
Um, yeah, it could be catty. I don't know. If and you'd judgmental. Be well, yeah, yeah, your definition of trashy has to adapt to what it was like then. So if Mary sleeps out of wedlock with a Whoa. man from Turkish from Turkey, then that is absolutely trashy. See, I surprised I've been calling that a murder. That wasn't a murder. That was an accident. Yeah, no, so but I knew it was a it was a death mystery death rather mystery, than a murder yeah. mystery. Death mystery. Someone is dead. Ooh, it's a mystery. Anyway, spoiler alert. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so is that what we watched for this week? That's what we watched yeah. this week. Great. Let's pay some bills. Hello, Real Nerds listeners. I'm Mac. And I'm Iliachilix. And we're here to tell you to visit Sphrix'sDomain.com. Why should you visit Sphrix'sDomain.com? Well, yeah, it's simple. If you like farts and cartoons and bad words and stuff, you should definitely visit Sphrix'sDomain.com. How do you spell that address I see? What? I don't know. Fucking S something. I I don't know. I'm I'm incontinent. I have no idea. Fine, I'll do it. S P H E R. Oh god. Oh god. Just spell the whole thing out. S. Oh god. Just say the domain part. I don't want to be here all night. Jesus. Is it getting more of a complicated website name? Stupid assholes first. Jesus. Anyway. Visit our website where you can read about all the funny adventures of seven aliens struggling to live together in an abandoned warehouse in Denver. What, what, that's it? What, it doesn't say anything about my crazy hijinks or antics or... <sighs> Ridiculous. Nope, that's all Sperks wrote down. Well, that doesn't sound funny at all. But you know what does sound funny? Gross. Oh man, I'm hungry again. Oh, it's so disgusting. Sverk is gonna be pissed when he sees what you did to his office. Hey, what are you guys doing in my office? It smells like puke and farts in here. Go to SverkesDomain.com. Bye! SverkesDomain.com. For barbecue that can't be beat. Try Birdman Barbecue Sauce. Available and original and spicy. These robust, full-flavor sauces have the awesome power to kick your taste buds in their face. And for that smoking taste on everything you eat, try a new Birdman Smoking Rub. Caution! Meat left unrubbed may suffer from flavor performance anxiety. You can pick up Birdman Barbecue at local area Ace Hardware stores, Ruff's Barbecue in Golden, and the Danny Cash Hot Shop Off-Broadway. You can also like us on Facebook at Birdman BBQ. My man spider sense is tingling. Hey, look, it's man spider. How's it going, true believers? When I'm swinging through Colorado and I need comic books, I head to Arvada, Colorado, to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. Oh, no, the teal troll is attacking me. My son's in danger. Will no one help him? Oh no, it's Man Spider. Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics, the whips the competition with great deals on back issues. 50% off, hold slot, 20% off list price. You want sports memorabilia? They got that too. Where are you going, Man Spider? The teal troll still has my son. Here's webbing your eye. (laughs) Oh no, I'm bested by Man Spider again. So visit 6700 Wadsworth Boulevard in Arvada, Colorado, and tell them the real nerd sent you.
All right. Thank um, you, sponsors. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for what's our next segment, out. James? Uh, news. It's real news. News you got first, James? Well, since I was gone last week, somebody had to die to make this week really sad. Way to go, James. Yeah, I know. This is all my fault. And especially this one sucks. James Gandolfini died this week. Yeah, it's a bummer. He was a little too young. Um, which, yeah. Brad, were you a big Sopranos fan? Did you ever watch I've it? I've never. I yeah. think I maybe watched an episode, you know, in you know, like a third-party sort of way, but yeah. yeah, I never got into it. It was good. Um, it's funny that that is, of course, the thing that he is most well-known for. Um, even though, like, dude, um, Burt Wonderstone. He was in Burt Wonderstone. He was in Burt Wonderstone. Um, he was in Killing Them Softly, which we watched for the show. Yeah. Um, he was in one of my favorite performances of his is in The Mexican with Brad Pitt and Julia Roberts where he plays that hitman who spoilers but he turns out to be gay and has, it's just it's a fascinating um, character that he's got and th- there's more to that I didn't spoil everything about that character mm-hmm. that's a really good movie you yes, should go it see is it a voice of one of the wild things and where the wild things are which oh, is, yeah. I thought was an interesting yeah. choice he's in True Romance yep. uh, which is one of my favorite movies ever um, and Crimson Tide and Zero Dark Thirty he had a prolific uh, career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut short by a bum heart. <laughs> yeah. Um, if Brian were here, he would make a joke about the fact that, like, come on, of course he was going to have a bum heart. Like, he was a big guy. You know. But that's what happens. Well, that's what I thought, too. It was like, when yeah. they showed when they showed a most a recent picture of him, I was like, wow, he yeah. probably was not doing the best things for his body. Yeah. Um, but even if he was, even if he was like making an effort to try and lose weight or trying to take care of himself, like that doesn't always control that stuff, you know. No, and a lot um, of times too, by the time you get to that point, like right. you're the damage, the damage is sort is of done. done. Yeah, it's too bad. It's unfortunate. Really it's very sad. Yeah, if Ryan had made a joke, then I would have been like, "But a bing," and then throw like a little chime sound in there. Oh but yeah, that's not gonna happen. Yeah, you'd have to I'm edit. Glad it didn't, Brad. but uh, moving on to more fun news Um, in fact let's get all of the stuff that Ryan cares about out of the way Um, Robert Downey Jr. signed a contract this week to be in not only Avengers 2 but Avengers 3 it was going to happen yeah well I I knew that it was going to happen for 2 but I think it's interesting that they signed him for 3 because they didn't sign him for any Iron Man movies um, which means that they probably won't make any between two and three, or or it means that they they're definitely not going to make any more between now and two. Whether or not they make any between two and three, I think is the question. Um, I think Hollywood just loves trilogies; they're easy to market. So um, yeah, three of anything is a good deal. Yeah, there's three Iron Man movies; they can set that aside and focus on three right. Avengers movies. But I mean, especially when with that character who is clearly the most popular of those characters, to not throw another Iron Man movie in there in the middle um, but it's too that's much. also like by the time I, Avengers 3 comes out it'll be like what 2018 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, and he'll be another he'll be older five years older yeah well, I just wonder like how far can they push that series and yeah, and that character like who? how do we know where they're going to leave the character at the end of Avengers 2 yeah. if you have to come up with a whole plot for another movie and then have him still be available for Avengers 3 that's going to be difficult yeah. I mean they, they've already get, made it the, the Iron Man trilogy has made it hard enough for them to put him in, Iron, in Avengers 2 it's, it's slight spoilers for Iron Man 3 mm-hmm. um, but I can see why you would just say you know what 
hopefully by the time we're finished with with phase two, we can focus on Ant-Man or Doctor Strange or some of the other characters that they want to make movies out of Luke Cage. I don't know. Um, and try to make those popular characters or, or try to make maybe Captain America the most popular character or something like that. Um, and try to get the all of the weight that Marvel has off of Iron Man so that they can stain, sustain this in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, that would make a lot of sense, you know. Because if they if it's all dependent on Robert Downey Jr., then the the series is not going to work. Um, but that's cool. I I would I'm going to go ahead and chime in with my husband here. He would disagree. He would say that yeah. Robert Downey Jr. can carry anything, hey, including no, no, Ryan he, and his strong strong arm. Forever. <laughs> yeah, except for the fact that he's going to get older and he doesn't want to do this forever. And he's know. already almost fifty. Yeah. So You're like how like how old can you be to and still play like an action star? By the yeah. time Avengers three comes out, he'll be like fifty five, fifty six. Yeah. Pushing sixty, so Which would be cool. What if they told a story it was exactly like the Dark Knight Returns where like he's he's super old and his heart's giving out, but he's still gotta be he's still gotta Iron put Knight that Returns, suit on. Yeah. And putting on the Iron Man suit just wears out his heart and he dies at the end. Oh man. Iron Man four ever. Get on that screenplay, James. Yeah, absolutely. To work. They're going to hire me, like, next week. Um, speaking of... Uh, well, no, we'll go into to Spider-Man. They announced release dates this week for Spider-Man 3 and 4, uh, which means that they are... We don't even we, have 2 yet. We have. Yeah, I feel like that's jumping the gun a little bit then. <laughs> it is. They're so confident that 2 is awesome. Yeah, they are so confident that what they have is going to work. That they're, and we always knew it was they were going to at least have three. Because even if a second one flopped a little bit, they're still going to want to make a Spider-Man movie. Because if they can polish the next one up a little bit, that third one up a little bit, they'll still make a lot of money. I mean, look at the first trilogy. You know, Well, the, the middle movie did really well. But still. And I don't have a problem with Iron Man 2, but people consider that a stumble. Yeah. They still got to three. Exactly. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, they also announced that uh, Mary Jane Watson is not going to be in the second movie. At all. Interesting. They cast her, but she's not going to show up, which, yeah, is weird. Um, because Mark Webb decided that his, probably because there's a three and a four now, the story is way too overblown to accommodate her. Yeah. Without. Which I think is interesting because I feel like if you're going to kill off um, Gwen Stacy, yeah, introduce that character beforehand so that it doesn't feel like, so that in the sequel you don't feel like, oh, yeah, well, we killed off his love interest in the last one, so we have to introduce a new one. Um, Here's the replacement. Yeah, exactly. Well, maybe Mary Jane's going to make it through too. Yeah. I'm sorry. Or Gwen, Gwen Stacy, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, I I would not be surprised if she did. Um, I could I could see them, especially now if they're talking about a third, or a, or a fourth, I mean. I could see them doing that in the third one, which I always kind of felt like was the right thing to do, partially Damn. just because I love their chemistry in the first one so much that I don't want her to die. Damn, Emma Stone's agent's good. Not yet. Yeah. You need to keep her on for three more movies. <laughs> uh, they also, there was an interview with a woman whose name I don't have in front of me, uh, who is in the movie, and the the interviewer asks her about uh, whether, like, how excited she is for everybody to see her as the black cat in Amazing Spider-Man 2, and she Felicity sort of Jones. stumbles on the question to make it seem like she actually is black cat in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, Felicity Jones. Yeah. Is the name you're forgetting. Right. Um, I don't, I don't want to see Black Cat, you know. There's so many characters in yeah. these movies now. Yeah. 
Especially, yeah, especially if they're doing electro and if they're going to do some kind of a hobgoblin. And the rhino. And the rhino. And Though, this really, goblin. This really makes me feel like they are not going to have, that the rhino is going to be like opening scene, he fights and defeats the rhino, we move on, the rhino's not in mm-hmm. it anymore. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, especially if you're going to introduce the black cat, maybe as sort of a like a another little love interest kind of, you know, thing. Um, so that there's some conflict there, especially if there's no Mary Jane in the movie, um, then then you need to not have other villains as well. Uh, I think Ryan's right. I think they are pushing for the Sinister Six. That would be cool. That would be seriously cool. Not in this next movie, but maybe by third. By one. a fourth one, yeah. Third or fourth one. You kill. So you you sort of start introducing the Goblin in the next in two. Then in the third one, you totally get a Goblin movie, and he kills. Gwen Stacy, and then the fourth one, all, all the villains, total Sinister Six, and they all fight Spider-Man, and it's crazy epic, and it's the most insane thing anyone's ever done. It makes Avengers look like, you know, kid and play. Interesting pull. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I went with kid and wow. play. Wow, that would be really cool. I'd love to see that. Did you see that trailer for the Lego Movie? What? I saw the announcement of the Lego trailer movie. Yeah, no, <laughs> you should movie. watch it. It's it's dumbfounding. I'm not entirely sure if it works or not. It's Wait, funny. I don't. Maybe I'm a little behind here. I don't. How okay. do you make How do you make a plot line out of a building toy? Um. So there's a guy. He's a Lego, <laughs> and he's in a whole world full of Legos, and he has to save something. Something bad is going to happen. And he melted down. He's going through um, all different kinds of places, like you know the city or like castles and stuff. And he gets he runs into like Batman. Batman saves him at one point, and he has like some little quippy lines with Batman, and he really wants a, a Batmobile. Um, so it it's like an adventure movie, but everything in the movie is Lego. It's like Wreck It Ralph only Lego. Dude, that sounds awful. I actually think the trailer kind of works. Um, but it's the animation that I think is weird because, of course, they're all Lego people. So it they don't really m- get to move very much and they're not very articulated. And no, it's and that's, just, I think that, it's that's why the, like, the Lego video games work so well is because you can make them with animation that's not killer. Because right. it's Lego guys, you get away with it. I don't know that that'll carry over in a movie. I think the most bizarre thing about it to me is that... Um, they they have the rights to all of this stuff like Batman where they can have these characters pop into this movie um and and play around with these characters that like in mainstream film are precious and we can't oh we can't mess around with Batman and there there are other ones in there i can't remember them now um like yeah, the the license of it the licensing is exactly. tightly controlled yeah it's probably um, Harry Potter ones and Ninja yeah. Turtle ones. Yeah. I, I didn't see any Ninja Turtles. That would be cool if the Ninja Turtle showed up. I think I read that they were in there. Yeah. I'd bet. I, I don't know why Lego would waste any of the ones that they have. I'm sure there's going to be some Star Wars stuff in there. Oh, yeah. You know? I don't get um, it. Written by the guys who made uh, 21 Jump Street. What I really want to see is like the old Legos, like Blacktron and... Magnetron, Magnetron. Oh yeah, Space Police. That's what's really cool about it is because I'm a I'm Pirates. a huge Lego guy. Like in the background, you'll see little stuff like a guy in one of the old space helmets, and and the strap that goes under his chin is slightly broken. You know, like like everybody's old space helmet chin straps were. 
um, stuff like that that are clearly nods to uh, people like me who played with Legos all the time. And let's um, be honest, you still do occasionally. Uh, yeah, I, you know, <laughs> if if they come out with a an Avengers Lego Quinjet, yeah, I'm gonna buy it. Why wouldn't I do that? Build it, put it on my shelf, show it off to all my friends when they come over. Wonder why they're not impressed. Cry, cry. Break the Quinjet, rebuild it because it's the only thing that makes me happy anymore. <laughs> uh, you remember how much I like Lock and Key, Brad? No, tell me about uh, it. Well, I really like Lock and Key. It's one of my favorite things of all time what? ever. Uh, yeah, it's a really great comic book. If you've never read it, go to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics and pick it up. Uh, Universal bought the rights to it and picked it up, and hopefully that means they're going to do something with it. Uh, Kurtzman and Orsi, who wrote the pilot for the TV show that didn't get picked up because it was quote-unquote too good, thanks Fox, uh, are still attached. Um, so hopefully they'll take that original script and work on it. Um, but man, especially right now, it's it's winding down. It is about to, The book is about to finish. It is such a brilliant story, and I really want somebody to do anything with it. It is so good. Um, you know it'll never live up to your expectations. It won't. Right? No, no, no. It <laughs> never will because the book is so wonderful and an easy read. And if you like horror and you have never read, read comics, you should go pick it up because it's great. Absolutely great. Um, uh, ESPN does not is not going to have a 3D channel anymore. I'm surprised that didn't work. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, but it is a sign that maybe 3D TV is going to go away. Hopefully. Um, well, yeah. either go away or make it better. Yeah. Two well, oh, and I, I, mean, I don't think there's a lot of adopters. If you make it better, like it doesn't, I feel like it's a moot point because you can't make it affordable. You for them, well, because how many people are actually watching sports in 3D is the question. Yeah. And why? Well, why would like? Well, too, because the 3D, like the 3D technology to have in your home is so expensive. You have to have some motivation to do that versus just 2D. It's actually not as expensive as you think. The TVs, like most TVs now, are coming out with with 3D on them, and at not that much of a an increase in price. Um, like if you compare the 3D to the non 3D TVs, uh, you're you're not spending that much more money. And depending on where you're buying them, you may just end up true. with a 3D TV, even though that's not something you want, but just because the price is right. Um, What's more frustrating for me is like you have to have the 3D TV. Then you got to make sure you also have the 3D Blu-ray player. Yeah. Then you also and have to have certain like not all HDMI cables are created equally. And um, the 3D Blu-rays. And then the 3D Blu-rays, which often cost about forty bucks, ten dollars more than a regular Blu-ray. Yeah. It's so you have to, once all those things are in alignment, you can yeah. enjoy. Yeah. Then you can sit well, down. And then you got to wear the glasses. Put glasses on your face and watch your movie. And usually you know. get a two-pack, and if you want four people to watch, you got got to buy another set of like hundred-dollar glasses. See, you, and like you have to on, make it. You too, have to justify for the consumer to purchase all that crap. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't see, especially Any, to watch sports. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I doubt that ESPN was making that much money, and I'm sure that they, in order to make this decision, they did a lot of research to find out whether or not anybody was actually watching that channel, and found out that they weren't. So, it's probably a sign that maybe 3D is actually going to fade away, at least in the consumer market. You know, I haven't looked at the stats recently on how many like how how many tickets did Man of Steel sell in 3D and is that still on the decline like it was 2 years ago? That's that's the interesting stuff. You know, when Avatar 2 comes out, is anybody really going to care about seeing it in 3D? Is Avatar 2 ever going to come out? Hopefully not. Every yeah. 10 years. Every <laughs> every 10 years. <laughs> yeah. So, unless he actually goes back and starts making ter- Terminator movies since he's got the rights back. 
Anyway, very last piece of news, and then like the most exciting uh. thing. I know, I know. It's it was a lot of news. It was two weeks of news. But this is the most exciting thing that I think has happened in the last two weeks. Dumb and Dumber Two is coming out. <laughs> Fuck no! Come on. We already had Dumb and Dumberer. We had that one. People. I uh, know that was Dumb and Dumber it. the prequel. Yeah. Oh, that's right. This is Dumb and Dumber Two, the sequel. Uh, when it's spelled T O because they're dumber. See. Get it. Yeah, I got it. Thank you. Bill. Okay, good. Uh, no. Marty Noxon, who's one of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer writers and the writer of um uh what was that movie that we loved from a couple years ago, the vampire movie? Uh with with what's his face? Oh Fright my Night. God. Fright Night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh she wrote Fright Night. Um she just got signed to write the new Tomb Raider movie, which I think is the most brilliant selection for a writer that has ever happened. I, to get a woman to write a movie about a woman? Yeah, what? Yeah. Especially Crazy like a badass idea. woman? Yeah. Oh, man, how cool is that going to be? An accurate perspective? Yeah, and somebody who actually understands like genre stories and how to do action and how to also have characters be at the center of it so that you actually care about what's happening. So is this Tomb Raider going to be, be all about tampons and nail polish? No, I think this Tomb Raider is going Sounds to be... All right. I think this is the first time we're going to get a movie based on a video game where the movie is better than the video game has ever been. Um, and I like the new Tomb Raider movie or the new Tomb Raider game, but uh, if they make Raiders of the Lost Ark only with a badass chick, it uh, this is gonna be great, man. This is really like becoming what uh, if if they don't screw this up, this will be one of my most anticipated movies. Straight up, this kind of stuff gets me excited. That's why I like movies. And that's news. It was a lot of news. Let's move on. I think all we have left is oh no, there's one little segment. Yeah, it's called Comic Book Corner. Comic Book Corner. What's up, nerds? It's the Comics Corner. Brad, you don't have anything, do you? Uh, I mean, gosh. I have I have something. If you don't, but I'm trying to think. You know what? I don't. All right, I don't. Uh, there was just last week. There was a one-shot issue of American Vampire. Um, they're sort of on hiatus right now with that book, but they. Uh, they put out a one-shot called The Long Road to Hell, um, which is a really cool little story. And if you've never read, um, if you've never read American Vampire, it's a it's a neat one to try out just to see if you sort of like the tone of it. Um, and it doesn't require that you know a lot of the canon. There's one character that comes back, uh, but you don't necessarily need to understand how that universe works to read it. Basically, tells the story of um, these these two young people who. They're going to get married, and they end up getting attacked by vampires and turned into American vampires. Um, and they they don't really understand what they are, and they end up sort of a, like stumbling into a friendship with this little kid, and this kid has this power to sort of... He can just sort of tell if somebody's a bad person. And so they are... Um, they hear this rumor that there is a cure for vampirism in Las Vegas, so they're going to Las Vegas with this kid... Uh, and any time that they need to feed, they get him to like find them somebody who's not very good, and then they eat him. Um, but of course, that that starts to fall apart, and they you start to wonder like, well, is this kid actually like always right, or is he just guessing? Uh, and then at the end, there's this interesting and poignant little twist where one of the characters from the uh, previous books shows up, um, and it's just a it's a fun little story, you know. If you wanna well-told and concise vampire story, I think you should pick it up. And it's it's one issue, you know? It's not hard at all. So if you go to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics in Arvada, uh, you can you can pick that up. Um, I'm sure they've still got copies of that issue. Uh, and if not, just pick up the trade. You get 20% off 
You can get any of the old American Vampire trades there, uh, which is great. You can get a hold slot. You can save money on your comics if you get a hold slot. So this week we saw World War Z. Laura or World Wars, as I like to call it. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, should world uh, should people go see World War Z? Absolutely. Oh, Brad, should people go see World War Z? Meh. Ah. Uh, I uh, I didn't think the uh, CGI on the uh, zombies was uh, particularly at the level of quality we are capable of now and uh, th- it ended abruptly I thought and um, I just wasn't in all that invested in it didn't capture my imagination yeah um, I'm gonna say yes I think it's really interesting um, I agree with you that the CG is not great um, but I even if I didn't always care about the characters as much what's kind of cool here is that it's sort of telling um much in the tone of the original book is from what I've heard. It's sort of telling these little vignettes mm-hmm. about zombies. And yes, there's a story that ties it all together, but you almost get like four or five different little zombie movies. And I think that's cool. Um, they tell, I was one thing I particularly like about the book, which it's more of an homage to the book than it is an actual adaptation. Um, it tells you, cause a lot of zombie movies are like, you have this guy running from zombies and you really hope he doesn't get eaten. Um, but this sort of gives you like, the what what would you do on a plane how how do you kill the zombies what do you do to cure it like they things that other zombie movies don't talk about and i just thought it was i just thought it was entertaining and i was totally invested the whole time and it's very fast paced there's a lot of there's i've liked one part in particular was that i love that they had i mean yeah the cg wasn't great on it but you saw the hordes yeah. massive massive hordes which you don't really get to see very often and I think that that brought a whole new level of terror to it yeah usually usually you end up seeing like 20 of them and they imply that like the whole world is infested with zombies but here you really get the sense that like yeah. entire cities are falling to zombies yeah um now it's not as convincing because the CG is not good but um I think what they're going for is interesting so yeah I would say check it out um but first let's listen to the trailer
And just as a forewarning now that the trailer is over, uh, we're going to start talking about it and talking about stuff that happens, and we will eventually get to some spoilers and talking about what happens at the end. So if you do want to see the movie, real quick, pause it and run, run out and see the movie and then come back. Anyway. I'd also like to take a moment to clarify that I have not read the book, so right, my neither only frame of reference is the movie. So. Yeah, neither have I. I just I knew that it was sort of this um, series of of stories, and so at some point I realized like, oh, they keep jet setting and going to these other places, and each time that they did, the sort of tone of how they approached the zombies was different. Yeah, you know, they it was a, like a new piece of the puzzle. Yeah, and visually it was it was different. You know, so that that first sequence where they're just trying to get out of the city. Um, when they finally get out, you know, they get to the roof and they get on the helicopter and they're flying away. That right there is the end of a lot of zombie movies. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of zombie movies are the infection happens. They they got to run away. They have a run in with a family in a building. They have to find a way to escape. And at the end, they escape and they're safe, sort of, but yeah. maybe in transit. Usually maybe they're on a boat, you know, like that. That is a lot of zombie yeah, this, movies. This zombie movie is sort of like the now what? Yeah. It well in in some ways, but it's yeah. also um, which is also interesting because the end of this movie is also now what now what <laughs> yeah exactly. well and it 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 is true to the book in that sense is that's I mean the book ends completely differently but it's also the same sort of like well we kind of got our shit figured out but it's still a mess right yeah yeah there's still zombies everywhere but at least at least now a guy could you know go around and collect stories and talk about it rather than just running. Um, but then, like when they go to when they go to Korea, and all of a sudden it's you know this real dark zombies in the rain, and that visually is really cool um, and different. It feels more isolated and more like a like more of a mystery. Uh, and then they go to they go to Israel, and that's this big CG extravaganza that's not very good. Um, but it feels it's like feels like an exodus, like everything. Yeah. You know, that you're you're happy that these people survived, and then shit goes south. Yeah. And I was kind of confused on, like, how we got from A to B sometimes. Mm-hmm. So Jerusalem was aware, like, 10 years ago. That's why they started building that wall. No, it was, like, two weeks. Somehow in, like, they two They built week- that wall in two weeks? Well, I mean, uh, Israel already has, like, a lot of walls and stuff. Um, yeah, didn't they say... I think in the conversation he says Israel blocks itself off. And then, yeah, yeah they go to Jerusalem. They've been working on it for quite some time. Yeah. And how did the guy in the jail cell in... Uh, South Korea lead them to there like what was his because he's a CIA guy and that 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 is maybe my my least favorite you know plot convenience in there yeah that was weird they run into this guy who's a crazy pants the guys with him are like he's a crazy pants (laughs) Uh, and then our main character walks over asks him like hey what do you think and the guy laughs and tells them like oh you should go to Israel and so he goes to Israel you know like why why does he trust that character basically he's just a cia guy who is maybe i think supposed to be like a conspiracy theory nut um he's not dangerous though right no i don't think so yeah i think i think they just think he's crazy so maybe he'll hurt himself or something i guess it's just weird like if the whole authority structures collapse like why did they have to keep him in the cell like yeah the people well, maybe are because try he's you. a he's a traitor against the american people and that's still oh yeah even right. in a zombie apocalypse is still kind of that's right know, i forgot about that know. He's selling selling guns to the north but he definitely uh, it definitely seemed out. like that was one of the questions i had is in the book it's not it's not a cohesive story like right. it's totally separate stories that sort of give you a really 
clear picture of what actually happened. And I was like, how the hell are they going to do that in a movie? Yeah. Um, and that was one of they were like, well, I, we'll just kind of make this part up and then we'll move on. And like, it's one of the times when I feel when I felt the most like there were seven or eight writers on this movie, which there were, um, because sometimes there would be things where and I think it helps the movie a little too. There would be these sort of loose ends in places where they would say things and I would think, oh, that's going to come back. And then it wouldn't. Um, so it meant that later in the movie, I didn't really know where it was going to go. Like early on in that first section, when he gets blood in his mouth and he runs to the edge. Oh yeah, what's like, that about? And he spits well, so he think he gets blood in his mouth and he's not sure whether or not he's going li- to make it, like or whether or not he's been infected. So he runs to the edge of the roof, and he counts. And when he gets to the ten seconds, he knows, okay, I'm not changing. And I think his uh, his plan was if he started to feel weird, he yeah. was just going to jump off the building and kill himself. Save his family because he was like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to let them yeah. get infected or anything. Um, so that was the test. But then when he first gets on the boat, there's this guy in the background or that like doctor sitting in a, in a circle. One of them says, well, about five percent of the population mm-hmm. doesn't show signs of infection right away. So like you know, ninety five percent of people when they get infected within ten seconds they become zombies. But there's five percent of people out there who don't. And I was like, they oh, hold up with no. That, yeah. And I kept thinking that would come back. So I thought, like, okay, he's going to turn in the end. Or the Israeli girl who loses her hand, like, she's going to turn on the airplane or something yeah. like that. Uh, but then that never came back. And I think that feels to me like when seven different writers have seven different ideas of how a movie should yeah. go, um, you get these little snippets in there that can make it hard to follow um, where the movie's leading you because the movie is at times leading you in places it's not going to go. Um, well, and it seems like a lot of the things they try to like hit the parts in the book that they talked about, but sort of like glossing over it. Like the, the, the scene in the plane, it told. I thought what I thought they were going to do. I thought that that chick was going to change in the plane, but instead they had like the little dog barking, and the little dog was alerting everybody because there's yeah. a part in the book where they train dogs to sniff out zombies, mm. and so it's sort of like a little, a little bit of a hey, remember this happened, and then they just moved on. Which yeah. uh, what happened to that dog? Did he get sucked out? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. That yeah. dog went splat. He was trying to help. He was an obnoxious dog. It deserved Aww, it. He was, He's adorable. He was cute. Actually, no. That, that dog. That, that dog strapped itself into a seat and then woke up <laughs> with like a big barb through its side. <laughs> that was really grisly for some Did they reason. Just leave that one uh, zombie girl who was strapped in her seat there. Like. I would hope they oh, smashed yeah. her brains and then went to the city and she's not just kind of sitting out there waiting for people to... Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'll say this. One of the things that bugs me the most about this movie is that it's PG-13. Every time that they would shoot away from the gore yeah. or, or really pull their punches, it felt very obvious. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. I think the worst when it was like um, when they're at in the lab and... Brad Pitt's beating a zombie with a crowbar and you don't yeah. see above you don't see below his waist like it's yeah. really and it almost felt like it was shot in such a way forced. where they were going to have cross shots of like you know super gory brains getting beat in and yeah. then they decided like oh well let's just use the top shot and never show you the bottom um it just it feels hey, Brad, ineffective you act like the crowbar stuck in his skull yeah <laughs> yeah exactly stuff like that where i was just like why am i not seeing that um, and it, it ends up sort of sapping it of any of the uh, the tension or the effect that the brutality of that that, that beating somebody to death with a crowbar is supposed to have. Um, it's just sort of a shame, and I don't know. Yeah, if I thought it was weird that the like, the one grisly thing they 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 
kept in was him being impaled by a shrapnel from the plane. Like, yeah. Yeah. that's what you went with in a zombie movie was an impalement, like, yeah. of a live person? Which was, inf- it was effective. It was. I was sitting there the whole time, like, oh, don't touch it. That's uh, why, me, I was, I was like, you have field training, motherfucker. You don't pull it out. Yeah. Don't touch it. Oh, yeah. Don't pull it out. Yeah. <laughs> Well, but, the, but yeah, but then he had to drop out of that height thing, yeah. so he had to like he had to like oh, roll so that he wouldn't fall on that side. Oh man, that was pretty bad. Um, I was really afraid that they were gonna really reveal that the way you defeat the zombies is to not run from them; that they are like cows, and that they basically only chase things that are also running. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is gonna suck. <laughs> If that is the way you defeat zombies is to stop being afraid of them, I was like, oh, come on. Uh, so I was glad that it wasn't that. Um, I think it's a I think it's a pretty creative way to defeat zombies. Um, uses some science, which I'm sure isn't very good. No, it's not. But yeah, but I like it. I like the tension of that moment when you're he's he's gonna inject himself, but you don't know what he's gonna he, like. He has no idea what he's doing. Well, I was thinking like especially. W- once he had the clipboard with that he could write messages with, yes. I was like, "Why don't you write which one? Call, <laughs> call, call me phone. if this works. Yes. Yeah, ring the phone if this is the one I should be taking with me. Right, I know. The whole time <laughs> I was so frustrated. He puts up, uh, "Tell my family I love them." No, no. <laughs> if you don't succeed, they're all gonna die. There is a like, better way to use that tool. Yeah. Right, yeah. Because if I, at first, you know, that w- that's what I was thinking. And I was like, well, how is he going to, you know, does he have a pen and paper? Is he going to be able to give them a message or talk to them in any way? And then he has it and he shows them assignment. I was like, yes, like he's, he's going to do probably it. probably get the message across just miming it. Like, yeah, call, call, call me. People on the podcast can't see what they we're doing. They can't so see. Yeah, exactly. We have like uh, phone hands. Yeah. <laughs> we're pretending. And he's looking phone. into the ca- security camera and just like that and then pointing back at yeah. the phone that he just talked to you on because right. you gave him the passcode. Yeah, like do a thumb, like hold up the drug and hold up a thumbs up and then like say, you know, call me if yes or yeah. don't don't call me yeah. if no. Yeah, and obviously they obvious. can't go specific because it's too far away to actually like, re- I guess you could put the you bottle totally right did. up to the yeah. camera. I guess. Well, yeah. and and they sort of they sort of saw like where he pulled stuff from. So if they if they like that big that big rack of stuff that he pulled out, if that was pulled from the left one, then they know that one's bad. And if it was pulled from the right one, they know it's good. So if he held that up, then they were like, oh yeah, that one's good. Then they could call him. You know, this seems obvious. Come on. Mm-hmm. There's a better plan, Brad Pitt. Um, but apparently it worked out because he just got like another injection. It was fine. Yeah, uh, that's right. I was I was wondering too. I was like, okay, you have like, you have pathogens in this lab that have wiped out millions of people, and you have one inject. Like, I mean, yeah, science has certainly come a long way, but a lot of this shit, like, if you get, there's a reason why we vaccinate for it because if that's our only, that's the only thing we can do. If you yeah. get sick with it, you're done. Like, what 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 did he get that like? Oh, and then I, I don't know, me being the sciencey person, I was like, so is it the antibodies they smell? Because he's not sick anymore, but he's, st- what? Like, I don't know. Well, you know, it's the dogs know when you're <laughs> sick somehow. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you feel bad, they come up and they're like, oh, hi. How did the... Uh, so, however dogs do it. Yeah, that's how zombies do it. How did the scientists in, like, Wing B there screw up and, like, all I saw him was, like, mime that he, like, oh, my hand... Like, what did he do to infect himself and they get that whole wing infected? I don't know. He probably, like, Well, it looks like he was, dish. like, yeah, he was, like, like playing with zombie blood. He was just toying around And stuck himself. It. Yeah. Idiot. And somehow cut himself. I think what's weirder is, okay, so 
you have a huge infection thing and you have this big lab and all this stuff and you don't have it sealed up in a way that if one person is infected that that person can actually infect everyone yeah like come on Lazy. Wait, way to go world health organization get your shit together come on there's also this point at the beginning when they're in the car like stuck in traffic and uh, the cop drives by and knocks his uh, mirror off his car yeah and then because of the trailer we're expecting okay that one truck's gonna come by and sideswipe the next cop yeah it's gonna show up um, but that whole street is just stuffed with cars how did that truck like get to to that point without alerting anybody that they were moving it was moving yeah. cars out of its way yeah like just surprise I bet well, the, the, I the bet cars Jigga- like the cars go out of the way perfectly not to disturb the cars in front of them <laughs> I bet <laughs> so Jim- that they can get, get hit and not disturb the cars in front of them <laughs> right I bet J. Michael Straczynski wrote that part because he doesn't <laughs> give a shit about the continuity. Yeah. Um, um, it, one of the things that came out this week, there was an article on Slash Film where they talked about, I guess in an interview somewhere, it it was sort of spilled exactly what uh, David S. Goyer and Damon Lindelof did to the script. And it seems like basically that whole thing of the action scenes and, and stuff are all the same, but that whole thing of his family getting shipped off of the boat at the end and sort of his his motivation at the end to do all of that stuff and inject himself to figure out if he can cure or or f- find a way to fight zombieism um that his motivation there is cuz he's got to get back and save his family um all of that is the stuff they added in so uh they I guess they had to film some sequences early on and I think it works I think without that it would be kind of clunky I think that ending would fall apart because you wouldn't really know what his motiv- motivation was anymore. Because um, once once he's sort of failed like three times to figure this thing out, why why is he working so hard to uh, like put himself in more danger? You know, yeah, why, his why family, not go? Well, yeah, his family is safe on safe on the ship. Like, yeah, like why not go back to the boat and say, hey? Uh, or maybe just realized like if I don't figure this out, like anywhere we go from here, we're doomed. Right. Like, yeah. like we are, we are the last. Yeah. We're the last in line. Which he should have. He, huh, he could have just done that like in Korea after the guy they sent him with shot himself in the head. What a dumbass! <laughs> One of those convenient things that, that, that happens. That, in the that, movie. I was like, that really? made me mad. I was like, what's even the point of you talking to him? Like. Yeah. So you can you can figure out the fucking breadcrumbs thing. Like Yeah. You're an investigator. You know how to observe and figure stuff out. Like you don't need a doctor to tell you and it, even that doctor is not going to put it that way. Is he really an investigator? Did That's they what they say? said that he's an investigator for the the oh, okay. UN yeah. and he yeah. like I I just thought he was some kind of like UN magic man um where they were, you know, I I really didn't understand what his job was. He like I, I he but like he figured he like figured shit out for the UN. Oh, good. I guess. I thought he was just gonna be like somebody who was really good at getting people like uh, like Ben Affleck in Argo. You know, <laughs> like he's really good at getting people in and out of situations. You know, because all of his advice had to do with that. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that part's clunky. Yeah, that was dumb. You know what I realized is kind of a loose end is that one kid from the apartment they stay at early on. Yeah. He escapes with them. Yeah. And then he never really amounts to anything. No. <laughs> Not just that, <laughs> but he seems really happy and is given high fives and shit. His family's dead. So like, like as he, a, as a he writer, watched yeah. he made he made the decision to leave his family to die. Yeah, he he yeah. he watched his mom and dad die. Boy. He probably shot them cuz he got a, he had a gun <laughs> at the end. So he probably killed his own parents. 
Like he had a horrible, horrible experience. And now and we're just kind of high. Now he's just like, hey, I got a new family. Yeah. And they're White Brad family. Pitt. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh man. Um, yeah, there's a lot of plot holes in it, but I don't. I just I thought it was really entertaining. Uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's certainly interesting. Um, and it's got some some really cool sequences in there that I think are are definitely worth seeing, especially that whole part in Korea. I thought was was neat. Yeah, that was cool. Um, it had nothing for me that would make me ever want to watch, watch it, it again. again. Yeah, there's there's nothing that stood wa- out to me. To watch it the first time, like did it, did it give you anything where you were like, oh, okay, I'm glad I at least saw it. It's interesting. I think it's a miracle that it's cohesive at all. I, I, yeah, I, I, I agree. Based on the reviews, I expected worse, but uh, it wasn't oh, yeah. that bad. Yeah. No, I was I was very impressed on on how well they did despite their source material. Yeah. yeah. And in the ending's just kind of abrupt for me. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't feel like the, it was, it was like born a legacy or it's like, "Oh, this is the end." Okay. Yeah, you really are stopping here. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they found the cure, so I guess that is exactly what we were looking for the whole time. Well, but not really cure, but a solution. Yeah, they found it. They they yeah. at least got uh, got some control over things. But still it's like I I was like it just feels like there should have been more after that. I think yeah. it feels like it feels like more the way it's edited. The fact that there's no conversation, you know, nobody nobody talks. It's just all of a sudden like he succeeds in that scene in the lab, and then the rest of it is all voiceover and shots of him and his family, and you're just like, oh okay. Well, I, they I they can they solve the zombie problem like completely differently than they do in the book. And the book sort of does the same thing where they like, oh, we found a solution. We kind of got things under control, and then we'll end it. But they talk about like. Like in the book, they describe how you have all they have all these big weapons that they invent, but they're useless against zombies because you blow them apart and the parts still twitch right. and the parts still move. Actually, I thought that was cool when they're in the scene where they incinerated everyone, like at the yeah. Korea base, yeah. and there's that one. There were those two fingers that were still. But see, then moving. then yeah. they use they use hand grenades against the zombies, and it's effective later. Like yeah, well, but, but it's it's usually effective like to incapacitate, like like when they use the hand grenades in the in in Israel. Um, there's that shot where the zombies are still moving around, but they're not, Going they're not, anywhere. they don't really have the yeah. capacity to move towards anyone or anything like that. They let, like they left that part out and yeah, I guess it did end abruptly, but it also, I mean, how do you come back from a zombie apocalypse? Like, yeah, I, th- I think it was really just that it is, it's so sudden and just, there's no yeah. voiceover just feels like breathe. they're patching up something they cut exactly. out exactly yep. yeah exactly it feels like almost like the the voiceovers and scrubs where he's just sort of giving you the lesson if you didn't figure it out right on your own i love scrubs so <laughs> uh so i guess that's it for this week that's it yeah, yeah. hopefully well. ryan comes back if you're looking for a Monsters University review, uh, we will get to that next week probably. Yeah. Yeah. I have a feeling that a few of us at the very least are going to get to see it. Yep. Uh, as well as some of the other stuff that came out this week. That's right. Like uh, Much Ado About, about nothing. nothing or maybe The Bling Ring. It's all kinds of stuff. Hopefully I'll get to see This Is The End and Man of Steel this week. Yeah. Please do. I look forward to some time. Ta- maybe squeeze time. Contiki in there. Oh, man. Because you, you got to stay of execution. It's still at the Esquire. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh. I think it's like at 2 o'clock and 7 o'clock. Oh, I bet I could make that happen. Yeah. I bet I could. So you got, what, seven movies to hit? One a day? Shit. That sounds like a challenge. Don't fall behind, James. Challenge not accepted. I can't do that. That's too much. Um, you can email us, real nerds. You don't have to say that anymore because G- Ryan has a pre-recorded ending. Oh, yeah, that's right. 
cool. remember, if you are at a bar and a guy asks you for your number, go ahead and give him the real nerds number. Yeah, seven two zero six nerds five. And tell him um, if he has any reviews on movies, he can just call you, and you'd love to talk to him about yeah. movies. And you know, if you're at the Nike store and they want your email address, go ahead and send it to us. No, don't, don't, <laughs> do, <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Brad just gave me the biggest dirty look. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Just kidding. We're gonna end up having to change our email address because yeah. of all God, the spam. That, that would that would be the worst. Oh God. Well, so yeah, I think we covered everything. Yeah. Yep. Bye. Thanks for listening. See you later. Thank you so much for listening to Real Nerds Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can also stream us on Stitcher Radio. Email us, realnerds at gmail.com. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us, at real underscore nerds. Call us, 720-6nerds5. Like us on Facebook. This has been an Endless Visions production. Until next week, bye.